Here's to health. Here's to health. Here's to health. Hello and welcome to CPOP's new monthly podcast. We ask people committed to their communities across Oregon what drives and inspires them in their work. Here's to health. Hello, everyone. This is Jessica again, one of your hosts, and I'm very excited today. I am sitting down with Kelly Page, who is another one of our regional outreach coordinators. I recently got to talk to Jackie on this podcast, and she was just getting up and running as a rock. And now I get to talk to Kelly, who has so much experience um, and just at the state, not even with our team. And so I'm going to let her say a little bit about herself, so in as many words as you like. Who are you? So my name is Kelly Page, or Page Kelly, as it displays in the state email. So <laughs> I, per- I answer to either one, but it's really Kelly Page. Um, I am the, one of the regional outreach coordinators for the Willamette Valley region right now, which is Marion, Polk, and Yamhill, where I uh, drive around. <laughs> Um, Actually, before we get to the questions, Uh uh, what other roles have you played on our team? Where else have you been? Oh, um, well, for four years, I was the rock for for the Frontier region. And um, at one point, that was seven counties. It was Baker, Grant, Harney, Lake, Malheur, Union, and Wallawa counties. So I drove about 3,000 miles a month. (laughs) Wow. And you can still rattle that off like like it was yesterday. (laughs) But it was fun. Scenery was beautiful. I almost only hit a couple of cows. (laughs) Survived. And you also, you were our business team for a little bit, too. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I, uh, I sort of got the business team, the database, and the onboarding of the sisters on track after we lost all of our administrative staff. So Carrie and I got things together, and then we hired Jamie. Yeah, we've been been through so much, but mostly you have been there through it all. Um, So you are a well-seasoned. The the cover Oregon days. Um, So yes, we have we have some really interesting people on our team with really interesting stories and experience. First off, what is your favorite thing to do on your day off? So I am not a very energetic, athletic person. My favorite thing to do on my day off is to sit in my favorite comfy chair and read a book. So I usually read about 50 books a year and these are novels. I read a lot of nonfiction. I try to read a couple of books of poetry a year, essays, travel writing, anything that looks interesting to me. I'm in two book clubs. Oh, nice. If you were to recommend a book or two, do you have any off the top of your head? Oh, gosh. My favorite novel recently was A Gentleman from Moscow. Hmm. And it was, it was just a fabulous novel about a man during the early years of communist, the Soviet Union, oh, wow. and he was under house arrest in a hotel. And so it's all about his life in this hotel. It was just a great, a great novel. Hmm. And currently I'm reading a book called The Ice at the End of the World. It's all about the history of Greenland. Oh. How it was explored and all the climate change stuff that's happening uh, 
that Greenland is really a symptom of. Mm-hmm. Thank you. What would people be most surprised to hear about you? Well, probably that uh, besides Oregon, I've lived and or worked in 11 states all around the country, East Coast, West Coast, Southwest, South, um, Indiana, <laughs> Louisiana, South Carolina, all over the place. Uh, wow. How did you get here? How'd you wind up here? Uh, I moved to Oregon from Alaska in 1992, and it's the longest I've lived anywhere. I started working for the state in 1993, and I've worked for nine agencies and programs where I've had 12 job titles, oh which gosh. might be a state record, <laughs> and I've traveled for work to all 36 counties in Oregon. Wow. Oh, and also, be, uh, in addition to the 11 states, I've lived and worked in 10 countries besides the U.S. I have lots of stories about my Peace Corps volunteer service mm. in the Democratic Republic of the Congo in Africa. It was Zaire at the time. Also lived for a year on Guam oh. in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. It's a U.S. territory, so I don't count that as an extra country, but mm. it was pretty much a foreign land. Um, I loved living in Japan and Korea and the Philippines, and probably my favorite country in Europe that I lived in was Scotland. What skill or craft would you like to master? When I was a child, uh, my mother wanted me to learn to play the piano. So I took piano lessons for four years and went through four different teachers before we finally gave up. (laughs) But I would really like to learn to play the piano again. I find I, I have a similar, like... <laughs> we tried. <laughs> it's never too late to try again. No, it's not. No. If you could dedicate your life to solving one problem, what problem would you choose? Well, it kind of relates to the work I'm doing now. I would like everyone in the world to have access to great health care. I lived in several very low-income countries around the world, and that made me appreciate the social safety net programs we have in the United States, but we could be doing a lot better. And what makes you get out of bed in the morning? Well, currently it's my alarm clock, and then that wakes up my dog, who's a Welsh Corky, and he wants to get a tummy rub and have breakfast. But I'm retiring at the end of the year, and uh, as of January 1, I'll get out of bed when I'm darn good and ready. Which will probably be later than 5 a.m., which is when I usually wake up now. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I was wondering if I could get you to talk a little bit about just sort of how it feels to be to have that end in sight when it comes to your state service and anything maybe you want to reflect on. Well, I've worked in a lot of places. So before working for the state, I worked in insurance. I worked in banking, I worked in the hotel industry, I was the executive director of three nonprofit agencies um, in Alaska and in Korea and in Guam and in Okinawa, Japan. So, uh, you know, the state stuff was kind of like the last chunk of my career. Yeah. But I've had a lot of really interesting jobs with the state. I like to really, I love to start new programs. So I started the WIC Farmers Market Nutrition Program. I was the first manager of that program back in the 90s. I don't think I knew that. 
I, I loved working for WIC. It was really fun. And we finally got some uh, money from the legislature to match the federal funds that we needed to start the WIC Farmers Market Program. And that was really fun. We started off with 10 little farmers markets, basically up and down the I-5 corridor. And now it's a huge program. It is, yeah. And uh, then after that, I was uh, tapped to start the medical marijuana program when the voters passed that initiative in 1998. So in 1999, I uh, was first manager of that program, issued the first medical marijuana registration card in the country. <laughs> a lot of states, uh, we were the first to have that type of system, mm. but a lot of states, uh, I gave away all of my stuff to other states and got them started. So uh, we were kind of a model for the country. Yeah. Yeah, you really do have that innovative spirit. <laughs> I think that's an understatement. Yeah, I, I, I like working on new systems. And uh, um, I worked on a new big rollout of things that about vital records, the people who bring you birth and death certificates. We started up a new uh, internet-based registration program, so I think I probably trained every funeral director in the state on how to do a new death certificate using the internet. It was a big change for them. And then, uh, you know, when Cover Oregon came along and the Affordable Care Act, I'm like, this is the gig for me. <laughs> I like to start new things. So You've seen us through thick and thin it's, with that. It's a lot of fun. So I'm, you know, I, I am, I just turned 67. I am, I love my job, but I'm just, you know, I, I've worked long enough, I think. And so it's time to turn over everything to the younger generation <laughs> and, uh, and let them have the energy for all, <laughs> for integrated eligibility and all, all the exciting things yet to come. It's, it's hard to imagine our team without you on it. Oh, but we will soldier you. through as best we can. What are you most looking forward to doing when you do say goodbye to this position? Well, I love to read books, so I'll do that, but I also want to write books. I have about six books in my head that I want to get down on paper, so i uh, got a couple in the works right now. Oh, nice. That's what I really want to do. That's my retirement job. And that's I want to fantastic. travel. I want ah. to do some more traveling. There's a couple of continents I haven't gotten to yet. So. Ah, oh, what's first on your list? Australia. Oh, nice. Yeah, really nice. want to go there. And actually, Deanna grabbed me as I was heading over here and said, I have to ask Kelly about interesting and good places to stay in Oregon and traveling throughout the state. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I've stayed in some... Yeah, so, some really nice places and some very weird places. Is there anyone that's good on that intersection of nice and weird? Oh, nice and weird. Hmm. Um, well, I've, you know, I've stayed pretty much in every county. Mm -hmm. um, nice and, and strange, kind of, is the Condon Hotel. Hmm. So if you drive out to sort of the middle of the state, you're going... You're going east on I-84. You take a right at um, I can't remember the name, but it'll it'll take you towards uh, Gillum County. Mm. And there is an old hotel in down beautiful downtown uh, Condon called the Condon Hotel. 
and it's it's lovely. Uh, I've stayed in a couple of places that are reputed to be haunted, mm. like the Geyser Grand Hotel in Baker City. That's a beautiful place. Uh, probably the strangest place I've ever stayed was the Hot Lake Springs Inn, which is between La Grande and Union. Okay. In uh, it was started up in the 1860s as kind of a, well they called it the Mayo Clinic of the West. Okay. And it had a couple of trains that stopped there every day. There's a railroad track that goes right by it, and they have um, hot springs that the Native Americans used to use. It was, um, you know, people have been using those hot springs for a long time. And so it was kind of a place where people would go for cures of whatever ailed them, tuberculosis, things like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, it fell into disrepair. Well, there was a huge fire in the 30s and uh, fell into disrepair. And just recently, I'd say in the last five years, they've revived it as a bed and breakfast. But it's kind of a cross between um, The Shining and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is the oh, best wow. way I can wow. describe this place. I'm not sure whether I want to avoid or visit it based um, on that. It's, it's not to be missed, really. <laughs> <laughs> and they have a lot of peacocks. Uh-huh. On the grounds who scream at you when you drive up, and the train, the freight trains that go by shake the entire place at night. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a maybe a once in a lifetime kind Absolutely. of experience. Also, I'm glad I'm glad I asked that question. Is there anything else you would want to say? I'm going to miss the best team that I've worked with in state government, and uh, I've been at it since 1993, so I've been on a lot of teams, and this is by far the best. And, um, you know, I loved doing this work, getting started, getting that inspirational phone call from Barack Obama every year that we used to get, telling us what a great job we were doing rolling out the Affordable Care Act. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with me. Thanks, Jessica. Hi, Maria here. You just heard a little about the one and only Kelly Page. I just wanted to share that once upon a time, Kelly was my regional outreach coordinator. I took over her region when I became a rock. And let me tell you, she is a tough act to follow. I learned so much from her about so many different things. It didn't hurt that she brought the best treats to our collaboratives, (laughs) but that is definitely only one of the many reasons community partners in my area still ask me how she's doing. I catch myself thinking sometimes that I'm only one person. What difference could I possibly make in someone's life? Is that something that you ever think? What I try to do right after is think about people like Kelly and the next guest you're going to hear from. These women have absolutely made a difference, have encouraged and comforted and taught and motivated me and countless others throughout their years. I know I wouldn't be where and who I am without Kelly nor Estella. And I'm positive that someone says 
the exact same thing about you. My name is Maria Vargas. I'm a regional outreach coordinator, and today I have the pleasure of talking with Estela Urutia with Valley Family Healthcare, a community health center that serves Eastern Oregon and Western Idaho. And I'm so excited to have you uh, as a guest today, Estela, and welcome. Thank you for having me. Uh, this is a pleasure to me to share some uh, some of my experiences. Wonderful. Well, uh, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself and what you do currently at Valley Family? Well, a little bit about myself. Throughout the years, ever since I was seven years old, I recall being in a migrant family uh, from Texas. And so we migrated to several states over to the north and uh, western. So um, after that, I remember working out in the fields and and, uh, seeing so much need, you know, and uh, I enjoyed uh, when they would come and ask me for help and say, could you interpret this for me? I need help doing this. So I really enjoyed there. I think that's where uh, working with people grew, you know. Um, So um, I am very, very um, blessed to be in the position that I enjoyed with way back then till now. Is your current role that you have now what you started doing originally at Valley Family? Uh, similar, yes. Uh, I started, uh, I'd say 1991, and I started in the city of Nyssa, Oregon as a health promoter. And uh, I really enjoyed that uh, role way back because we were actually going out to the labor camps and actually meeting the people where they were at. So we did a lot of community outreach. Uh, We went to several labor camps, which now there's virtually none of them that exist. So it makes it a little harder to get people together, but uh, we did a lot of health promotion in the labor camps. Well, coming from a migrant farm worker family myself, I definitely appreciated the people that would provide information and resources. So thank you for doing that work. Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) I've enjoyed it. I can only imagine how many people over the years you have helped and how many lives you have not only Mm -hmm. saved but improved. I'm sure, however, there have been maybe some rough days and, and challenges and what is it that motivates you? What is it that gets you through those tough days? Um, tough days. Oh my goodness. You know, it's wonderful to say, oh yeah, it's Friday. Yeah. But then comes Sunday, you say, oh no, tomorrow's Monday. Yeah. And, um, and you know, sometimes you come in tired and uh, you say, oh, I don't know how I'm going to function today, make it through the week. But then you see this person coming in and they might have a need and you're able to help them. That gives you that extra energy to keep going and say, hey, I feel really good. So, hey, uh, I think that just helping people, being there for them in the time of need is uh, a great motivation in itself. Thank you for sharing Mm -hmm. that. 
And so, again, this work is so important, and we're so grateful that you're here and you're doing it and have been doing it. Uh, but, you know, it's important to take time off and time for yourself. Mm-hmm. And so, what does a typical day off look like for you? What do you enjoy doing? I really enjoy, I look forward to the days when I'm able to go and visit my friends. They're about my age. So, uh, a lot of them are grandparents that are taking care of their grandkids and they really don't have a lot of free time. So if, because my children are grown and I can move as I want in the weekends, I, uh, able to, I'm able to go and visit them and actually uh, just kind of have fun with them, have them laugh, we laugh together, and they can forget about their worries. So that's my greatest um, thing to do in the weekends, go and visit different friends and uplift each other, and that helps me, that keeps me going too. And yeah, I enjoy that. Yeah, I imagine mm-hmm. a good friends and a good support system mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. is definitely. And, and we yeah. just keep going and motivate each other. That's the big thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as far as things you might like to try or do that you haven't done, haven't gotten a chance to do yet, that you would like to do. Oh, my dream has always been traveling. It's just uh, having the the financial part of it, you know. But um, I still drive. I enjoy driving, making long drives. I enjoy visiting families in different states. And I, I just pray that I'm able to drive till I'm older <laughs> and uh, enjoy traveling. I would like to have the resources to go to different states, you know, within the states and uh, just enjoy the view and the different cultures. I would love to visit Louisiana down over to New York City would be wonderful, but just to visit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's my goal. I want to yeah. just travel. Just mm-hmm. explore and oh, meet yeah. new people. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, I, I hope that happens. <laughs> I hope so, too. Because <laughs> that what inspires you in general, or what is it that gives meaning to your life? Um, first of all, life itself, to have the opportunity to be able to walk, to talk, to see, and, uh, you know, even when we touch something, we can feel something, but when we see something, that motivates us to do something. So when I turn and look at my family, um, that brings a lot of love, you know, that I feel for them, so family makes me stronger and uh, my friends make me stronger and uh, I feel that uh, the more people that I meet, the more people that I get in contact with and that I get to actually um, feel their need, that motivates me, you know, and that gives me more, uh, more, uh, what you say, more energy in life to say, hey, I, I can be of service, I still can be of service. So that motivates me a lot, you know, just seeing uh, what I can do mm-hmm. for other people. Great, thank you for sharing that. Is there anything else you would like to say, anything you would like people across Oregon to know about you, or just to know? <laughs> about me. Well, first of all, I was a migrant. I know what that work is. 
way back then there was no machinery so we worked hard i am very grateful that i actually had that opportunity to do and be able to help my parents so i don't see it as a minus um, the other thing would be family, family staying together. Till now, you know, uh, we were 13 in the family, and uh, I've lost a brother, and, uh, but we're still strong, and we uh, call upon each other, and uh, we're there for each other, and that's uh, a great plus that we learned from our parents. And uh, the other thing is uh, also being a single mother of three, I am so grateful that my kids are good, they're fine, and uh, have family, well, a couple of them have family of their own, and the other one is working on it. <laughs> but I'm, I'm happy that, you know, that they've grown to be very independent, and uh, I thank God for that because I wouldn't have done it with my own ability, and I've always had that strength that I can do it. Where did I get that strength? From my mom she was very strong so uh, parents mean a lot and you learn a lot from your parents even if they had no schooling you learn great things from them you know so I, I'm thankful that I had that ability and um, and the ability to actually get into health promotion and from there it grew and I am here and there's still lots to learn and the ability to know that what the needs were back then as far as health at least now people uh, have other uh, resources to get the help that is needed to them. And uh, we are glad that, or I am glad that I am able to, you know, gear them to the resources needed to maintain that family strong and healthy. Thank you so much, Estela. And thank you again for the work that you do. It is so treasured and valued. And I just, I'm so grateful that I've gotten to know you <laughs> in my life and I've had you to inspire me. So oh, I can't you. wait for people to hear this. <laughs> and thank you. Thank you for your help. Have an idea for the podcast? Want to share your story? Reach out to us at community.outreach at state.or.us.